0: on the springfield plateau which reaches from northwest arkansas to central missouri live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the hammond's tower spring food mo america's number one podcast about restaurants in springfield missouri i'm dan howell and i'm andy carr andy why don't you tell us a little bit about what we ate this week
1: cue peruvian music Machu Picchu, a five centuries old royal Incan temple constructed entirely of polished dry stone, sits about a mile and a half above sea level along a mountain ridge in the country of Peru's Cusco region. About a million and a half tourists visit the site each year, graving the steep hike to take in the expansive vistas and standing history. In the early 2000s, Springfieldian Joe Gidman was one of those hikers and it was on that trip that he first conceived of the restaurant that would eventually become Cafe Cusco, Springfield's first and only Peruvian eatery, which Joe opened with his mother, Claire, in 2013. We know the restaurant's concept originated on a trip through the Andes Mountains, but now let's see how high it stands on Dan and Andes mountain. Andy,
0: that was beautiful. I didn't know that you could play that. Uh, What's that little flute thing called that you got there?
1: That's called a pan flute, Dan. However, I did not play that. It came from archive.org. I was playing the tambourine live, though. (laughs) So, Dan, do you have any kind of history with Cafe Cusco?
0: I have zero history with Cafe Cusco, Andy. I've never been. Um, I've heard of it a handful of times, but until researching for the podcast,
1: I didn't even know it was Peruvian. I see. I see. Now, Cusco for me is similar to Scully's was for you last week. This is a place that I've been going for years. It's been a favorite of mine for a long time, pretty much since shortly after it opened in 2013. It's a great place for a date, great place to hang out after you've been to a show at Lindbergh's or before you go to a show at Lindbergh's, generally cool atmosphere, good food. Love it. So, should we get into our meal? I'd like that, Andy. And I think we
0: both started our meal off with the same thing. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the tiger's
1: milk? Ah, leche de tigre. (laughs) I'd actually never had that before, even though I have been here many, many times, as I said. The leche de tigre is a shot of ceviche shrimp juice mixed with hot sauce and with You know, like a cooked shrimp chaser.
0: Yes, a a chilled shrimp, but still cooked through. Yes. I really enjoyed it. Andy, this is uh, something I would not have tried had you not texted me the night before and told me specifically that I should. Yes. Um, Much like your experience with kimchi in the (laughs) past, the leche de tigre... (laughs) really gave me the creeps (laughs) just the whole idea of it yeah um i i I, so let me kind of lay down what i thought whenever you told me about it via text um ceviche juice i thought the juice was going to be uh fishy Mm -hmm. um like the fish juice actually generated from making a ceviche um but instead i think it was the actual juice that they would use to cause the reaction that cooks the ceviche right um and then you it's said marinated. chilled shrimp, and n- it wasn't only me; it was also my lovely girlfriend who I went to Cafe Cusco with. We both thought we I, I was thinking like a little cup of like translucent shrimps, uh-huh. like you would fish with or something. <laughs> um, like like they kind of come in a a brick in the grocery right, store freezer I know exactly aisle. What you Th- mean. Those little tiny shrimps, and I thought maybe. I would be cooking those tiny shrimps with this ceviche juice in my mouth. I was very... That's weird, I was very concerned, (laughs) Um, but relieved whenever it was brought to my table.
1: Imagine having a mouth hot enough to cook something.
0: I, you know, I, I just thought it was going to be something where the lemon in the ceviche juice reacted and cooked up those little oh. tiny shrimps in my mouth, much like you would cook a ceviche
1: on a plate. Um, needless to say, I was incorrect. It is a shot glass that they bring to you. Yes. And in that shot glass is ceviche juice yes. and hot sauce with a shrimp dangling atop of it. That's and cool. you shoot it, and it tastes delicious, and you eat the shrimp, and that's it. During happy hour, they are $1 each, and I feel honestly like I could probably get 10 of them.
0: Yes, I, I went during non-happy hour hours and bought them for the standard price of $2, <laughs> and I, I would still... Steep. Um, Steeper than the hills of Machu Picchu. I'd, I'd probably still go <laughs> ahead and do a double order next time. Yeah. That was a, man, that, that ceviche juice really lights up your cheeks.
1: Did you shoot it?
0: oh yeah i shot it
1: okay i did not shoot it i sipped it now that turned out to be a mistake because the last sip shocked me there's a lot of heat at the very bottom i think most of the hot sauce has been right there at the bottom cleared my sinuses
0: it's you know i i really didn't know what to expect from it but it's almost like a cold kind of dense super flavorful chicken broth Mm -hmm. um and you get like the zing of the lime and the spiciness of the hot sauce and it 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 does not sound appealing at all, like cold, meaty broth, <laughs> but, ooh,
1: man, was it good. Yeah. It's especially great in the summer, I think. Yes. It was a 91-degree day in September, which is wild. I went right after work at 4.30, so I was there for happy hour. I'd had a really long work day, and I'd barely eaten because I knew I was going to go to Cafe Cusco and try to order as much as I possibly could so that I'd have a lot to talk about here today. Did you get any other appetizers? Um, we
0: didn't. We both had the tiger's milk, and uh, we we also kind of looked at possibly getting the seafood dip, but we decided against it. Right. Okay. Did you get any drinks? Um, My girlfriend got a house white wine that ah. I had a few sips of. It was pretty good. We sure. went uh, right at noon. So I, I really wasn't looking to get too blottoed. I know that you typically have about nine to ten drinks after work uh, to decompress. Um, yeah, on a typical Wednesday. Yeah, it, it's why you go to happy hour. It really um, it, it's it's advantageous to your wallet. Um, but For no, the we record during lunch
1: because I know some of my coworkers listen. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I did order, however, a pisco sour, which is my favorite. Happy hour drink there. It's bubbly, it's fizzy on the top. It's hard not to stick your nose in the fizz at the top in the early sips because it's just just so much of it. And it's only mildly sour. They they call it a sour, but it's not that sour. It's actually pretty sweet. It has a little dash of spice from some cinnamon. But that flavor dissipates pretty quickly. What what kind of liquor's in there? Well, pisco is a type of brandy. It also has sour, which I guess is just kind of a general word for that type of Liquor, a sour liquor. This one, they also have lime juice, simple syrup, and egg white. Ooh, okay. I wonder if that's what causes the foam at the top. It must be. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. Like a raspberry lime Ricky? Something like that, if that was the thing I knew anything about. Yeah, I I think they (laughs) fizz because of uh, egg whites. So that was my drink. I got a second appetizer. Like I said, happy hour. One of my favorite things on the menu, taquinos. They are dough wrapped fried cheese. And they're served with this avocado sauce and they are crazy good. They may be the best cheese stick app in town. I'm not a big cheese stick guy really, but I always get them there. Uh, The dough is really crispy. The cheese is evenly distributed throughout the cheese stick. I don't know if you've had had this problem in the past, but they're also totally full of cheese. You don't get the uneven distribution throughout the cheese stick. It's all in there. And it's all uh, warm. It doesn't bust out. It's Cotija cheese. It's not hot. No risk of a burnt tongue. And the avocado dip, oh, maybe the best part of the whole thing. It sort of ties all the flavors together. That avocado flavor is present, but it's faint. The sauce viscosity, it's thick. It's not runny. It does not drip off the cheese stick. You know, the sauce is thick enough that it just stays on there without dripping. Uh, love it. Andy, I would not expect cheese sticks from a
0: classy establishment like this. Whenever you walk in those doors, it's not not a cheese stick type restaurant.
1: I am probably doing it a disservice by calling it a cheese stick. It is a taquino. Let's let's put it in its own classification. My mama always said call a cheese stick a cheese stick. Well, my mom always said, call it taquino taquino, dummy. <laughs> Man, your mom was mean. <laughs> She's not. My mom has never called me a dummy. I know Andy's mom. She <laughs> would never call anyone a dummy. She's the loveliest. She's so sweet. Let's move on to our mains. What would you guys get?
0: So, like I said, we went there, there during the lunching hour. And we went with some lunch options. I definitely looked at the menu beyond these and uh, my first thought was steak and eggs. Mm-hmm. That's what my body wanted. Um, but <laughs> being as it was noon and we had a full day ahead of us, I decided to make a reasonable decision for my body and my weekend. And we went ahead and split some sandwiches. We split the chicharron sandwich and the portobello e queso sandwich. Ah. Now, the chicharron sandwich, that is, of course, seasoned fried pork, Mm. um, crispy pork, that is, topped with golf sauce and sweet potato fries. Now, the menu, it says topped with golf sauce and sweet potato fries. This is verbatim wording from the menu. Yes. Now, obviously, on another part of the menu, they have the section about what your sandwich is going to come with a fry, which you can substitute for sweet potato fries or a salad. So naturally, I expected sweet potato fries on the chicharron sandwich because none of the other sandwiches came with a description of the side included. Yes. Um, I was wrong. They did not come with sweet potato fries on them, although um, I think it would have been an improvement to an already very tasty sandwich. I don't know if you've had their sweet potato fries, but oh, they I, I i would describe them as
1: big old bullies. They're crinkle cut sweet potato fries. Big crinkle, like yeah. s- crinkle cut steak fries almost. There is an appetizer at Cafe Cusco called Fritas a la Juancaina, I believe, and it is all the different types of fries that they have. So the gen- standard steak fries, the sweet potato fries, and the yucca fries. All oh. together and then they have one sauce poured over the top. It's it's awesome. Also in contention for the coveted best loaded fry in town award. We we could have really had something here had
0: I tried those. Um because these sweet potato fries just on their own were some of the most excellent fries I've ever had. I will say
1: that the sweet potato fries are the highlight of the dish that has all three fries. They They're outclass my the, of the other fries. fries. But the, having the combination of each at the same time is its own experience. And you I, should you should have that experience next time.
0: That's the first I've ever heard of a mixed fry mm-hmm. dish. That's uh, quite the spin on a loaded fry.
1: Indeed. That used to be on the happy hour menu, but it no longer is. So you're going to have to spring for the full app. Oh, I'll spring. <laughs> <laughs> I've always known you to be a springer. Call me sprung. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: So we we had the chicharron sandwich as well as the portobello y queso sandwich. That's a seasoned portobello mushroom with ahi verde and melted queso. Mm. Um I it just said melted queso, I'm pretty sure it's uh queso fresco, much like the queso that uh topped the loaded kimchi fries that yes. we were alluding to from our Scully's episode, um our highest rated <laughs> uh, most listened to episode. <laughs> and with that i had a side of the chupa de rio we we uh added a little bit extra to go with the soup because i really wanted to get a well-rounded experience here and the chupa de rio is a spicy crawfish bisque with potato corn onions peas and a little more queso fresco i
1: believe that in spanish directly translates to suck of the river (laughs) 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 chupar is the verb for to suck and uh rio is river well i'm probably wrong (laughs) if if it
0: was if it is in fact suck of the river i'm thinking they need a good old-fashioned renaming yeah because it did not
1: suck i imagine chupa must be the the what did you say the protein was in that dish um
0: spicy crawfish
1: spicy crawfish it has to be worth a spicy crawfish
0: so wait is a, is a chupacabra that's goat sucker
1: <laughs> i don't know man i well i think I they, they that, suck the blood of goats well i think of those suckers chupa chupa oh. you to be able to get those chupa chupa suck suck that's, okay yeah we're gonna go ahead and rebrand this podcast <laughs> as a, a spanish the suck cast <laughs> <laughs> yes so any other details on your main dish no no that was it um why, why don't you get into what you had for your mains I order what I almost always do. I have tried many different things on this menu, but I've generally settled on this one dish. It is on the lunch menu, but one great thing about Cafe Cusco is that they will make anything from the lunch menu all day long. Just throw $2 on it. Indeed. So I get chicken okupa, and now I want to apologize on behalf of both myself and Dan for pronunciations this episode because I don't know if I'm saying a lot of these words correctly. and. So. I,
0: I know for a fact that I am saying it incorrectly. <laughs> <and> well, I <laughs> cannot back, be questioned. I take back my apology on Dan's <laughs> behalf then.
1: Chicken acopa is served in a bowl, so you eat it with a fork. It consists of chunks of sauteed chicken and gold potato, as well as peanuts and peas. And it all comes together with a cheesy black mint and oregano sauce, and it's topped with cilantro. I gotta say, it's not very consistent as far as texture and different proportions of the ingredients so i don't know if they have different people cooking doing it different ways and they haven't solidified it but it's almost always delicious every now and again the chicken's a little gamey i know that this is not going to sound genuine but i think when i went this week it was the best it has ever been and part of that is the sauce was so it's not that the sauce isn't thick normally. It's just that this time it was thick almost like a curry sauce at an Indian restaurant. And they put a lot more sauce onto the dish than normal. And I could not get over it. I was texting people that also like this restaurant saying, oh my gosh, this is the best This is the best version of this we've ever had. I was there alone. I don't know why I said we. <laughs> <laughs> well, you referred to yourself I as do, we. My, my, I have many personalities. They all like chicken acopa, copa though. <laughs> And as you know, is important for me, this dish came hot. It was steaming, which is not always the case. I have found it to be the case when I eat alone and I have a feeling it has to do with everyone else in the party's meals being prepared at the same time, and mine may be easier to prepare so it sits and waits for everyone else's, that sort of situation. But if you can get this hot, oof, it is really something special. The sauce is so rich. And the mix of textures, you wouldn't think that biting into a pea and a peanut at the same time would be as perfect an experience as it is. It's just so, so satisfying. Did you guys get a dessert on your trip?
0: No. Um, you text me a picture of your dessert, which um, <laughs> I'm sure you're about to get into, and it looked lovely. But once again, we did have a full day ahead of us uh-huh. um, after this trip. So we decided against the dessert. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you got?
1: Oh, my goodness, Dan. Uh, I love this dessert. Probably a top five, at least a top 10 dessert contender for Springfield, Missouri. It is the Torte de Ascanosi. It is a flourless chocolate torte topped with hand-whipped cream and cinnamon. I did send you a picture. Mm-hmm. They pour some sort of chocolate sauce over the top, too. Maybe that's the asconosi component, though I assume it's probably the cocoa.
0: Um, I, I I think I was actually reading yesterday on the menu that the sauce is in fact made with Askinosi ah. chocolate. so yes, that is a part of it.
1: And they have these little tiny circular chips. They're not chocolate chips. They're almost like chocolate sprinkles, except they're not sprinkles either. They're chocolate, but they're sprinkled. They must be sprinkled. They're sprinkled over the top.
0: You know what those are called?
1: What? cocoa nibs cocoa
0: nibs those are actually the shell of the cocoa bean which has been roasted um and they have a very robust dark chocolate flavor um i I love cocoa nibs it's a product that askinosi sells just on their own and i uh particularly the andes concrete with cocoa nibs folded in is one of my favorite local desserts.
1: Can we go do an Andy's episode right now? (laughs) I will do an Andy's
0: episode
1: anytime. (laughs) So the tort is, again, some dishes at Cafe Cusco can be a little inconsistent. Lindsay and I will often go together and split the tort. However, obviously, I was on my own this week, and I had every intention of only eating half I cut it in half, I put the second half in a box, which I asked for specifically to be brought with it so I could do that, and I ate it as soon as I got home. (laughs) Again, it was warm, it was moist. They're not the most consistent, generally, Cafe Cusco. It's always good, but it's just which level of good this was the the best that dessert has ever been just like the main dish it was so moist sometimes this the is dry which is not my favorite but it was so moist and warm and oh i wish i had it right now that may be an advantage again of going in the afternoon maybe they make it fresh rather than make it to uh you know in advance for a night rush or something
0: sure i'm sure they sell plenty of those on a busy
1: night mhm so should we get to our ratings
0: andy How many Royal Incan temples would you give Cafe Cusco?
1: Well, if I was just rating today, it would be five unequivocally. However, I have to consider my entire history with Cafe Cusco. Some trips are better than others, even when I order the exact same items. And for that reason, I'm going to go with a very strong four and a half Incan Royal temples.
0: Andy, I, as I said, don't have the history with Cafe Cusco that you have. Um, This was my first visit to this place. Um, And let me just say, just even walking in the doors, I feel that I'm stepping into a class of restaurant that I'm not normally privy to (laughs) here in Springfield. Um, We do have some very fancy places, but um, we went there during lunchtime we sat outside we got out of there for about thirty dollars plus a tip which we definitely could have gone bigger and um i I, that that's something i really like about this place is you can get like a moderately priced lunch that's gonna be pretty much guaranteed delicious as far as what i've seen um they have a super expansive menu that i'm really excited to try different things on um andrew cafe cusco more like kelly cuoco <laughs> because if i could i would give this place a million dollars an episode <laughs> i i loved it um i'm i'm not gonna go with the full five just because i don't have the history yet that you have and i actually i i left out a little uh, critique that portobello sandwich. A little rustic okay i don't i don't um that's sort of like a, a timbre and music where it doesn't really mean anything but you can kind of come up with what mm-hmm. you mean for it it was like a kind of like a tree bark on a tree just oh. like a, a little a little woodsy not quite enough flavor for me um i didn't love that portobello mushroom sandwich and uh, as far as vegetarian options go uh just last week i ranted and raved over the shroom and foo ramen at scully's um and this one just didn't uh reach those heights as far as like a vegetarian option goes and i've 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 uh, heard that cafe cusco is sort of a safe haven for vegetarian yes. vegan gluten-free options uh their menu certainly lays out for you what exactly can be made to those standards they're very accommodating for things like that they actually have a gluten-free designated fryer i yes. even saw on the menu um, so I really love that. I'm going to have to go 4.5 Incan Royal Temples, 4.5 IRTs from me.
1: I'm having a hard time figuring out this average. Wait, <laughs> you gave it a 4.5 <laughs> yeah. as well? Well, as
0: you know, we are a big fan of averages on this show. So let's go ahead and do the math. 4.5 plus 4.5. Uh, nine. And then we're going to divide that by two uh, because there are two of us. Oh, that's (laughs) 4.5. Okay. So it looks like we are ending with an average of 4.5 Incan royal temples. Congratulations to Cafe Cusco.
1: Strong showing for Cafe Cusco. And it is worth noting that the family, the uh, mother and son, have expanded. They now operate an Indo-Dutch restaurant just down the street called Van Gogh's, as well as a spice shop called Shabam, also on Commercial Street.
0: I got cards for each of those establishments with my bill, and that explains why.
1: Indeed. Perhaps we can talk about Van Gogh's sometime in the future.
0: You know, if it's as good as Café Cusco, we just might have to.
1: Well, Dan, I think it's time for one of our favorite recurring segments...
0: Andy. What you eat, what you eat,
1: what you what you eat and what you eat and what you eat what you what you eat and what you eat and what you eat what you what you eat, what you eat and what you eat baby. What you eat what you what you eating, what you eat and what you eating? what you what you eat, what you eat and what you eat what you what you eating, what you eat and what you eat baby. Dan I have had a pretty extraordinary couple weeks on the eating front. I have been to not one, but two formal dinners at the Vandevoort Hotel. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm giving Andy a quizzical look.
1: (laughs) Going to events like that isn't something that happens often. It's not a regular practice for me. In fact, I actually had to buy a suit to go to one of them. I did not have the required uh dress wear that's not even a word (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even have the required wardrobe to attend the second one now i'll start at the first one the first one was a fundraiser for the moxie you know the independent cinema in springfield that i'm sure we both know and love familiar yeah so we were invited by some friends to go to that one we'd actually been to that one previously also situation in which we'd been invited now these events tend to be a little stodgy because it's you know a hundred five hundred dollars for a plate or something because it's a fundraiser and we can't afford that but the people that run these events also want younger people at the events (laughs) so we get invited (laughs) um so the first one was a moxie and it was really fun there was movie trivia and we were served what was ostensibly a three-course meal the salad was already on the tables whenever we got there and it sits until everyone's ready which not my favorite practice. It was fine. It tasted fine. Uh, it was just balsamic vinaigrette over some leafy greens with what? no cheese or anything like that. Was the,
0: it was already dressed? Yeah,
1: it was already dressed.
0: It seems like it would get a little uh, wilty and wet.
1: Not ideal. Yeah. There were also two fresh tomatoes, which were decent, but not great. The second course, the main course, was a... It, it really didn't seem like a main course, It was a small plate that had a small cut of mid to low grade filet and a little like half a chicken breast, which was fine. In the middle were green beans and some potatoes and some other veggies like carrots. But we're talking the whole ordeal was like seven inches across. So I sort of a surf and turf, but more a turf and turf. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I turf and turf, <laughs> turf and coop, if you will. Uh, it wasn't a lot of food. And we also found out later, talking to some friends that were there seated at a different place, or at least far enough away that half deaf person, that'd be me, couldn't hear them, that the fillets were not all cooked to the same temperature. Mine was medium well, if not well done, whereas a person across the table had a steak that was rare and i would have loved to have you know traded with her had we established that at a time other than 3 days later <laughs> i see i would expect
0: everything to be more in the medium well territory just to you don't know, you don't want to serve a rare steak to somebody exactly. who's got kind of a a, a thing
1: we'll, of, uh, for the blood on its face this event is supposed to be a high-end affair and it was you know it's a really nice room and people are spending a lot of money to be there but you would think that maybe you could order your own level of cooked but i realize that's not practical because i think are probably 150 people there or something like that so not not really a feasible option big wigs dailetons. yeah the order the restaurant downstairs at the vandervoort have you eaten there no okay very nice we go there for book club we've only eaten there on dates or big dinners a couple times and it's like astronomically expensive, more than I am ever comfortable spending even on a special occasion. Still really good food. However, they have a dessert that is one of my all-time favorites, maybe even on the level of the Cusco dessert that we just discussed before. It is a donut bread pudding. Mm. I'm not going to go into detail about this dish today because I'm sure we will have a better opportunity in the future. However, I mention it because I expected that something on that level would be served for the dessert as part of the three-course meal at the fundraiser, the Moxie fundraiser. What we got was a thimble full of creme brulee. Mm. I am not a big fan of creme brulee to begin with. I guess some people got some sort of chocolate uh, thimble <laughs> <laughs> as well. Maybe, I, yeah, I don't know what kind of dish that was. I didn't get it. But I had what was unmistakably a creme brulee. I took two bites. It's not for me. Not for me. In my mind, I was going to suggest to Lindsay that we go downstairs and get the bread pudding afterwards. But then I think it went late enough that we just decided to go home. Except I didn't go home. I went to Brahms. <laughs> but I was still hungry. The main dish was... This, it was all free, so I'm not complaining. But the main dish was small. Too small. I'm a growing boy. Now you get a cone at Brahms? Oh, no. I get the brownie fudge sundae. Oh, okay. One scoop, if I'm using self-control... I get the full two scoop most of the time. <laughs> I'm a mint chocolate chip Ooh, cone strong. man myself, but that's so, just me. We're running a little long here, so I'm going to cut to the chase. The next event was about a week and a half later. It was last night, actually, the, the night you know, before we were recording this, and this event was for the MSU choral program, the MSU choir, and through some you know, fortuitous set of events, we wound up at the president's table, the president of msu look Lindsay, you know smart tall puts the tall and tolerant of me um she is a pretty extraordinary person and she's well known and well liked in higher ed i guess that's all i have to say so we wound up at the president's table he was so cool really cool guy his name's cliff smart incredibly intelligent poised but also laid back well-spoken and very candid, very candid and casual talking with people who were total strangers to him, which is really cool. Anyway, we talked a lot before the event, speculating that we would have the same meal again, even though the second event was much more expensive to attend. Now, this isn't like a brag. We didn't spend this money. We were invited, but these were $500 seats. Crazy. I, it's crazy. Like I had to buy a suit to go. I mentioned that and I don't know. I, I did not feel comfortable there. <laughs> that That's not exactly true. I, I didn't feel like I belonged. Like I was just not the same type of person as most of the people in that room were. And I didn't even bother to try and fake it. But it's all probably in my head because Cliff Smart was like just a casual cool dude. You know, like me, casual cool dude. <laughs> 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 couple casual cool dudes so now to start they stepped up the salad game this salad had goat cheese and the tomatoes were fresh was the it salad already on was on the table
0: huh? was it already on the table
1: yes it was already on the table but it was so much better the it wasn't wilty all the greens were delicious they tasted fresh tomato was fresh and there was goat cheese on it which really tied the entire salad together and made it worth eating It was really good. You kind of
0: know you're stepping up whenever you get into like your non cow
1: cheeses. Indeed. Yeah. They're not like, you know, gonna shred some craft mozzarella on top of your salad at this place. And then came the main course, which turned out to be a mid to low grade filet and a (laughs) half a chicken breast. (laughs) However, I did get a a medium rare filet this time which was very good. I enjoyed this one much more. And I almost think that they seasoned the vegetables to a greater extent than the previous meal. I, I think they must've stepped it up in some way, or it may have been because we're at the president's table. It's hard to know, but it could, they could have made sure that our table got, you know, the highest end presentation. How do you like your chicken cooked? Uh, the minimal amount (laughs) that it doesn't hurt your body. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I like it pretty, pretty moist. Like, I will talk a lot on this podcast, I'm sure, about gamey meat. Not into it. I want it to be melt in your mouth. You don't that's, like a little bit of that
0: red coming off of the chicken.
1: a Little red coming little, off, yeah, the a little chicken? bit of
0: that medium rare chicken breast. No, okay.
1: <laughs> talk to my uncle Sal uh, Salmonella. <laughs> 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 He's into that. So then came the dessert. Now I am happy to report that it was not the thimble full of creme boule. It was, they didn't call it this. I'm calling it this. It was a deconstructed peach cobbler. Hmm. The base was a crumbled cobbler crust sort of mashed together, not in a weird way, but it was like a glob of crumbled cobbler crust. And then on top, they had a slice of a peach um, and then some cream. It was pretty simple, but it was... Very, very good. They also had two little tiny slivers of what I have to assume was dark Askenosi chocolate. Oh. And the bites of the Askenosi chocolate were the best bites of the entire evening for me. But it was so small. It was still such a small portion. We wound up going out to eat after the event again. I did not get the bread pudding again, and I think <laughs> Lindsay has been consoling me. She's like promising me that we'll go get it like I'm a little kid. It's like, we're, we'll get it. We'll, we'll get it next week. <laughs> I have to have it. One thing I haven't mentioned yet is that both of these events had an open bar, which is pretty cool. I mean, again, you as we've discussed previously, I'm not a person who really goes crazy, but it's nice to get like a high-end cocktail that I wouldn't ordinarily order. They had smoked Old fashions. At the second event, and that was delicious.
0: What, what, uh, what goes into smoking in old fashion?
1: Well, it's actually the Vandevort's signature beverage, but they didn't they, the way I'm going to describe it is not the way it was presented at the choral dinner or the, the choral gala actually Ooh. it was called it's not a dinner it was a gala. Oh. They set the whiskey on fire. It's a whole ordeal. There's fire involved. it's actually smoked. Oh, wow. I guess they were, they were pouring the cocktail from a carafe into the glasses, so I wonder if it was pre-smoked. I don't know. Maybe they didn't smoke it at all and just called it smoky old-fashioned. But the smoky old-fashioned and the dessert were my best part of the night. That is until we went next door to J.O.B., and I got the Kentucky Hot Brown Cubicles and a Mother's Pastry Stout, which was pretty awesome. I needed my dessert, man. What can I say? <laughs> but perhaps we'll talk about J.O.B. on another occasion. Dan, what you eating? Andy, um, this
0: actually isn't something that I've had recently, but I just got to get it out there into the world. My lovely girlfriend, <laughs> um, she made some French onion soup cups. Oh. Now, let me lay this out here for you. you you're going to take a muffin tin. You're going to take wonton skins. You're going to lay them in the muffin tin lining. And then you're gonna pour some French onion soup over that and bake oh. it. You top that with some cheese, something that's not gonna get, gonna kind of give you a nice crust, but also get real melty in there. Um, these I have been pining over ever since she made them for the first time, and um, really, this is more of a call to action for my girlfriend. <laughs> um, please, baby, please.
1: <laughs> Make me them onion cups again. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, on to a brand new segment The Food Mail's Food Mail. Andy and, 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 just a couple of food mails. Walk into the box, gonna jack the food mail. No man than a fan ring. It's so heavy. <laughs>
0: Thank you to the food mails for playing that live in the <laughs> studio, as they will be every time we visit this segment.
1: So we do have a letter from a listener to read today. This is from Jason in Kansas City. Full disclosure, Jason is a friend, and he sent me a text to preface his email. Here's what it said. It's a little flowery. So cut it down or whatever as you see fit. So I'm going to read it verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Food Dudes, A couple of weeks ago, my wife announced she'd be taking me and our kids out to lunch on Sunday. an early lunch, 10.30, 11 o'clock. Sounds like a brunch to me. Let's call it brunch, he says. <laughs> she warned me that this particular restaurant, had a special brunch menu, and she was sure that my beloved biscuits and gravy were nowhere to be seen. After reeling through the seven stages of grief, (laughs) I decided that maybe this was for the best. After all, we had just had a string of days that included carb-heavy meals, pizza, pasta, peanut butter, and jelly sandwiches. I'd been feeling a bit bloated from it all and was looking forward to a lighter meal. I could get a veggie omelet, I thought to myself, or maybe some oatmeal with fresh fruit. Yeah, this is sounding pretty good. The day of our brunch arrives and I'm eagerly anticipating scanning the menu for my healthy dish. We're seated and as the waitress leaves us to get a pot of coffee. They're called servers now, Jason. Get with the times. I grab the menu that has been placed on the table in front of me. Before I have a chance to glance at all the restaurant has to offer between these two laminated pages, I see a beacon on the menu cover. Allow me to paraphrase. Breakfast served all expletive extricated day. (laughs) I put the menu down. No need to look any further. Biscuits and gravy with eggs sunny side up. I can't not get B&G. If it's on the menu, it's going to be in my belly. You dork. Bring me (laughs) to a fancy place and tell me the halibut tastes like fried gold and I'm still going to look for biscuits and gravy on the menu. Do you guys have a similar relationship with any foodstuffs? So what do you think, Dan? Is there anything, if it's on the menu, you just have to get it?
0: Well, Andy, um, let me start off by saying that um, it is not our job to edit your emails, so (laughs) please just keep them to an appropriate length. And remember, guys, this is a family podcast, so (laughs)
1: keep that trash talk at the skate park. (laughs) Right, whatever you want, guys. We'll take care of it if we have to.
0: Um... Andy this is a pretty easy question for me um so also just I I don't mean to harp on Justin too much but come at us with better questions guys um Jason Jason, um (laughs) (laughs) just just come correct next time uh it's got to be the pulled pork nachos which we were talking about just a little bit off Mike um my my go-to Example of this is the dugout. Mm -hmm. Um, They were the first dish that I saw whenever I first entered the dugout. The first dish I ordered. Maybe the only dish I do order now from the dugout. Uh, Anytime I see pulled pork
1: nachos,
0: it's what I'm getting.
1: I get the tractor beam pull from any dish with peanuts or more specifically peanut sauce. Peanut butter is my favorite. If I'm at a Thai restaurant, I'm going to get a dish with peanut sauce. Rama Thai, Thai Express, The Wheelhouse. Kai Tad Rama, peanut chicken, peanut chicken tacos. Every single time I go to either one of these places, that's always what I get. I tried to branch out at The Wheelhouse and I regretted it every time even though everything I've ever ordered there was delicious. Peanut sauce dishes, that's my answer. Thanks for your great question, Jason.
0: Now, Andy, um, I've actually noticed uh, some Adams 100% natural peanut butter jars um, decorating your house, both one in uh, the lab where you cut these episodes together after we take them from the 16th floor of the Hammond's Tower and one in your kitchen next to your sink. And uh, I have to tell you, I thought that they were pickle jars um no they say, they say crunchy on them they have a green top and a blue label they seem Dan, if you can't see the tiny worded peanut butter on them they seem as if they are pickle
1: jars which you're very vocally not a pickle fan i'm offended that's offensive <laughs> I'm sorry, Andy. Now, Adams is a peanut butter brand from the Northwest. It started as sort of a small family operation. I believe they were bought by Smuckers, and they've slowly been expanding to the rest of the country. You can get them in Springfield now. Lindsay surprised me recently. She saw them at Lucky's Market in Springfield. Now, they did not have my favorite type of Adams. My favorite, obviously, is Adams All Natural Crunchy with salt. They have the Adams All Natural Crunchy, without salt at Lucky's. Mm-hmm. It's still good, but if you, add, you have to add your own sea salt, which you better believe I did. She got me that jar. It's a 16-ounce jar, and it was gone in three days. Jeez. Now, let's just review the calorie count in a jar of peanut butter. I'm going to go ahead and... What I have here is a 26-ounce jar. It contains 23 two-tablespoon servings of peanut butter. Each one is 200 calories. So this jar has four thousand six hundred calories. Does that work out? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had one slightly smaller than this, let's say three thousand calories roughly, and that was gone in three days. So half my caloric intake or half my
0: That's a thousand calories a day on yeah. Adam's
1: natural <laughs> sea salt. To be honest with you, it's it's less than I thought. And I love every single calorie. Well, that about does it for us this week. Thank you, Jason, so much for your letter. And thank you guys for
0: listening. Please keep telling your friends about the show. Uh, Follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, springfoodpod.xyz. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, email them to us at mail at springfoodpod.xyz. And if you have a culinary obituary that you'd like to hear on the show, write it up or Record it on your phone and send it in the MP3 format to mail at springfoodpod.xyz. Again, that's mail at springfoodpod.xyz. Andy,
1: what are we eating next week? We are going to try a Springfield classic, Ziggy's. Ziggy's Cafe? Um, yeah, I believe it's a cafe. We'll find out, won't we? I think we
0: just might. So if you're following along at home, go get yourself some Ziggies. That's the pod.
1: And hey, make sure you're tipping your servers 20 to 25%. They're working hard out there for you. They sure are.